0: Listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Monday show for you. I got a correction to make from Friday's podcast, of course, because I always screw up. You know that. We're going to go over what's happening tonight in the episode as the women and Zach head to the Bahamas. Michelle speaks on Nate a little bit more than she ever has before. We've got the return of Bachelor live on stage. What a show. Um, I also have some pop culture stories to go over with you, and we will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast is also sponsored by Coming Out for Love, the first all-female dating competition show in the U.S., premiering tomorrow on Valentine's Day. Follow the first bachelorette, internet sensation, Amber Whittington, as she dates a diverse group of 16 women all vying for her heart. Go to comingoutforlove.com. Click the watch button in the top right-hand corner, purchase whatever bundle you'd like, use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your order, and you're all set for the 16-episode season pass. This podcast is also brought to you by Trail Mix Games. For a tasty mix of love and drama, download Love & Pies for free today. That's Love & Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play. And also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Okay, let's get started. I wanted to cover something that I mentioned on Friday. And for those that listen know that there was obviously... No malicious intent or anything like that when I misreported what I said in regards to Rachel Reckia getting a breast reduction. She had talked about it publicly, that this is what she's going to do. She had reached out on her social media to her fans. I guess just asking questions about it. Anybody that could give her any information regarding it, what to expect, stuff like that. And when I mentioned it on Friday in the Daily Roundup, the thing that I said was, I wonder if she's reached out to Claire or Jenna Cooper because both of them had you know, surgery to get their implants removed. And the mistake I made was that exactly Claire and Jenna had implants that were removed. Rachel is just getting a breast reduction. So a lot of you pointed it out to me that said, yeah, Steve, I think uh, you mixed up explant with reduction, which I did. It was a just a stupid mistake on my part. Um, there was one or two that did reach out to basically chastise me. And I had a good back and forth with someone who clearly did not listen to the podcast, but claimed they did. Because when I posted my tweet and then put that tweet in my Instagram story, I said, hey, I goofed. Claire and Jenna had explant surgery. Rachel is having a breast reduction. I'm an idiot sometimes. And that's all it was. Obviously, I just made a mistake. It wasn't like I was going out of my way to say anything in regards to Rachel's surgery. It was just the only reason I brought it up was to say, I wonder if she reached out to Claire and Jenna thinking that it was the same, but it obviously wasn't. And I got a couple emails. Like I said, it's very, most of you just corrected me, but a couple kind of jumped down my throat. Maybe you should stop talking about women's bodies inappropriately, which is just hilarious because if you listen to the podcast, Nothing I said in that podcast had anything to do with commenting on anybody's bodies. I literally just wondered if she reached out to Claire and Jenna. But someone did message me that, and I wrote back, tell me you didn't listen to the podcast without telling me you didn't listen to the podcast. And, of course, we went back and forth because any troll that messages you can't possibly be wrong. I said, okay, then tell me what I said that was inappropriate towards women's bodies. Well, I forgot because I stopped listening. I said, well, that doesn't make any sense. You just told me I was inappropriate by talking about women's bodies, yet you can't give me what I said. It's still there. I didn't delete the podcast. Tell me what I said that was inappropriate towards women's bodies. And, of course, they couldn't, so I just had fun at their expense and then blocked them because they're a troll. But it was just funny when, like I said, you can get called out for certain things, And people like to correct me all the time when I'm wrong. If I just if I say something wrong about a season, like I say, oh, this contestant was on that season, which I've done plenty of times where I've just messed up somebody on the seasons. You guys will all step up and correct me, which I'm fine with, because for the most part, I don't listen to the whole podcast back. I just post it and then it's just out there. But, yeah, I mean, clearly, if anybody listened to the podcast, I never offered any advice to what Rachel was wanting to do. I never offered any opinion on what Rachel was going to do. I never talked about anybody's bodies. I mean, it was clear as day. There was nothing malicious about what I said was, or was I even angling for anything? It was just, she put it out there publicly. So it was now public news that Rachel's getting a breast reduction. And I was just like, I wonder if she reached out to Claire and Jenna. And that was where my mistake was because they didn't have the same exact thing that Rachel's getting done. So just wanted to point out that out there but sometimes I do have a little back and forth with trolls on Instagram who think they're calling me out for something and then when I literally repeat back to them okay then tell me what I said that was inappropriate towards women they can't tell me and they're just like well maybe you should just stop talking about it you don't even know anything about it. it's like okay you're you're clueless it was fun though it was a good five minute back and forth All right, let's talk about tonight's episode, which is the women and Zach going to the Bahamas. We've got two one-on-one dates. Catherine Izzo is on the one-on-one, and Brooklyn is on the one-on-one. They both get roses. I'm not sure what the group date is that they actually do. And one of the things that's being shown in the promos is, I can't remember which woman it is, goes to Zach to talk about Anastasia and Anastasia had been making comments, I guess, around the women about growing her Instagram account, which is just like so boring at this point. These storylines of people like we all know everyone's going on the show. To grow a brand and gain followers, it's stupid for you as a contestant to talk about it with the other contestant because that just gives them ammunition. If that's your goal and going on the show, that is perfectly fine. Just don't verbalize it to everybody else. It's just dumb. Now, on the spoilers, you saw me say back in November that Anastasia had to leave the show because of a friend dying. Well, a friend did die. Whether or not it's shown that that's how she's eliminated tonight or she doesn't get a rose at the rose ceremony, that I'm not sure. But I know a friend died and she was leaving the show Maybe it was coupled with the fact that this whole storyline came up and Zach just doesn't give her a rose. I don't know, but I know she's gone this episode. Um, I'm sure the people that uh, follow every single word that I say will consider that something that Reality Steve got wrong this season because they can't find anything else that I did. But that's the way it goes. Sometimes I have the episode where the person goes home, but still that's not good enough for people. And that's where it kind of gets kind of funny because let's be honest. People asking for that type of perfection are never going to be satisfied no matter what I do. But, yes, I do get called out for stuff. Like, I literally tell you what episode they go home. But they will I will get an email tomorrow saying, I thought you said Anastasia goes home because her friend died. She went home with the rose ceremony. Like, yeah, I know. Sorry, but both can be true. So whether or not it's shown on the show, I don't know. Maybe she does go home because of that. Um, but it's looking like not and she just gets eliminated at the rose ceremony but you know this is this is another one of these things where you hear a lot of stuff before the season you hear things about certain people and who and who they're talking to and who are they possibly dating and all this stuff Anastasia going home this episode is not surprising let's put it that way so I don't know if you saw it at the end of last week Well, Michelle was on the Almost Famous podcast, and remember when Michelle and Nate broke up, Nate went on Nick's podcast and, you know, said some things. I think the biggest thing that he said in that podcast that I remember off the top of my head, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but it was something along the lines of when Nick asked him, are you upset that the relationship ended, or are you upset? Yeah, it was something along those lines. And Nate essentially said I'm upset that You know what? I probably should have figured <laughs> I probably should have pulled up this line, but I think it was something along the lines of maybe it was around when he asked about Do you still are you still in love with her? And he said I was in love with the Michelle from the show and not the one that I broke up with or the one at the end of the relationship. It was something along those lines. Essentially, Nate was saying the person he met on the show was not the person that he ended up breaking up with, like things had changed. So Michelle on the Almost Famous podcast talked about the relationship with Nate, and she said, I wanted the relationship to work. I was willing to put in the work for the relationship, and I had the person take off. That's not something that I bluntly said before, because Instagram and there's all these other things on you, but like I know what it looks like to work through a relationship and I know how hard relationships can get, but both people have to be capable of doing that. It's an interesting statement, to say the least. And she said, I feel like that was literally stripped away from me, so it pisses me off. But I'm also like, great, I can't wait to do it, like, for real, this next time with somebody who I know will be there. So, again, a little bit of shade thrown at Nate. Essentially, now Michelle is saying... She wanted to make it work, and he didn't. And if you listen to his interview with Nick, it was more along the lines of she changed. She was not the woman I fell in love with on the show. And things were different. And I just wanted to be us as, you know, Michelle and Nate doing Michelle and Nate things. And it sounded like it was more along the lines of, well, I don't know. He said at the time, once we left that world, I just kind of wanted to be two normal people. There was always this like background pressure to just be as perfect as possible where I was like, I mean, let's just be ourselves. And I think that played a role in us not seeing eye to eye. We had conversations about the pressure. I just wanted to be Nate and Michelle. And he even said, if Michelle felt blindsided, I can't take that away from her, but I know the reality of it is this wasn't our first time talking about a breakup. The day I left L.A. after her birthday weekend – It was kind of already being said without being said. And again, it wasn't our first time having a breakup conversation. This is our third time nearly breaking up. So again, when two people break up, and look, breakups suck. They're the worst. Very few times in the history of the world when it comes to breakups, do you find two people that were like, yep, we both decided after time away, especially as an engaged couple, we both decided after time together, you know what? It would be great to go our separate ways. He's great. He thinks I'm great. It's just not working between us. Yes, it does happen sometimes. Not very often. But when you're talking about breakups in the social media world, when you're talking about breakups within this franchise, you're never really getting two people. I mean, I guess Susie and Clayton would be the biggest, um, the ones that would oppose that stance just because... Neither of them have come close to really taking a shot towards the other person. They've been honest, and maybe some people will be saying, well, being honest was them taking a shot at the other person. I don't know. I don't really see it that way, at least as of now. But there's still time. Maybe later on down the line, Clayton takes a shot at Susie. Or maybe later on down the line, Susie takes a shot at Clayton. I don't know. But as of right now, they seem to be the only ones who have really ever broken up in this franchise and left it as, you know what, we tried, we're just not meant for the other person, I wish him all the best, and he says I wish her all the best, and everyone just kind of moves on. That's where we're at with both of them, really. And unless something changes, they would probably be the exception to the rule. But it looks like now as we get further and further away from the Michelle and Nate breakup, we are getting a little bit more. I mean, for Michelle to say that, clearly sounds like, well, Michelle, this isn't what you gave us the first time you talked about breaking up, you know? And when Nate went on Nick's podcast, it was like, okay, it's not like he threw a ton of shade at her, but he threw some things in there that maybe us as the public were unaware of. So it's this balance of you don't want to take shots because that immediately puts the fans on the person you're taking shots at side. And then it makes you the villain. And I don't think this makes Michelle the villain, nor do I think that Nate being on Nick's podcast made him the villain. It's just giving a little insight. Now, if someone goes completely scorched earth on the other person and says they did this, this, this and this, I'm so glad I'm out of that relationship. That person is crazy or whatever. Then we're talking major T. This is, hey, I maybe wasn't. All that detailed when I talked about our breakup the first time. But now that I'm a little further away and removed from it, I'll go on the Almost Famous podcast and drop this little nugget here. If Nate responds, who knows? Although, didn't uh, didn't Nate post an Instagram story this past weekend hanging out with one of Michelle's best friends? And then Michelle put something on her Instagram story saying, completely unbothered by you know, whatever is going on in the world. And it looks like, again that was in direct response to Nate hanging out with one of Michelle's best friends. So, I don't know. I <laughs> maybe this is going to keep maybe there's going to be subtle shots taken here and there, but it's clear these two this breakup is not a Clayton Susie breakup. These two are not keeping in touch. They're not staying friends. It doesn't even look like there's any sort of ex sex happening here. Like it looks like they've completely separated from each other. And not saying that Clayton and Susie, you know, talk all the time or whatever, but they're not taking shots at each other or even throwing subtle jabs. And they say that, you know, they respect uh, what the other has done since the breakup. So I guess we just wait and see if Michelle and Nate have anything more to say going forward. So something is returning in the Bachelor world that has been gone for, I want to say, at least a year. And that's the Bachelor live on stage now. Becca posted it on her Instagram account, The Bachelor Live on Stage. Instagram account also posted it. They are re- They are returning for three weekends in April. April 7th and 8th, April 14th and 15th, and April 21st and 22nd in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Talking Stick Resort. And it doesn't have any more dates. So I don't know if this is all they're doing or they're just waiting to book other venues before they put possible ticket sales up. I'm not sure. But as of right now, if you go to Bachelor Live on stage and you're in the Arizona area and you're in the Scottsdale area or an area close to it and you want to go see this travesty of a show, you can. You can go buy tickets. uh, April 7th and 8th, April 14th and 15th, April 21st and 22nd. You know what? I'm going to click on the tickets here. What are tickets for this ridiculous show? What are they? Oh, by the way, it's Becca, um, Rodney, and Andrew. They are the ones that... um, Oh, let's see. Becca and Andrew are hosting the 7th, the 8th, the 21st, and 22nd. And Andrew and Rodney are hosting the 14th and 15th. So let me just click on, let's see, Friday, April 7th. How do we get here for tickets? What are we looking at? What do they got? Okay, Section 3, row basically Section 3 is $49 tickets. Then you got $59 tickets in row Section 2. $79 $79 tickets in section one premium seats are around a hundred dollars and some for one, a VIP table is one twenty-five. Okay. So not ridiculous, but for some reason, I want to say that when this thing first started, remember when they did like 40 or 50 of these things back in right after, maybe it was pre COVID and COVID shut it down or it was set to go and then COVID hit. So they had to cancel it and then they did it re- restarted it in 2021 i could have sworn i was hearing tickets were going for like 250 or 300 bucks so maybe they realized this is ridiculous <laughs> for for this show and basically all it is is a whole bachelor season in one 2 hour show but it's not serious there was a point where I thought they were actually taking it serious. And the guy that they had as the bachelor on the stage was picking someone that he actually had to go out on a date with or whatever. It's not, it's just locals in the area can sign up to be part of the show. They do one-on-ones, they do group dates, they do activities. There's mini rose ceremonies throughout the course. There's dance numbers that they do. And then ultimately the bachelor will pick somebody at the end of the show to give a rose to, but it doesn't mean anything in terms of dating or whatnot. So I've never really quite understood the appeal of this show. It seems really, really dumb, and I've read reviews of people that went, and look, I I get this isn't, you know, Phantom of the Opera here. You're not not going to see if this thing's going to win a Tony Award, but it just seems pointless. Like, it almost made more sense to me when they actually did start this thing out And they were choosing local guys from the city they were in. And that local guy was choosing and had to give a rose to a woman at the end because maybe he could date them or was interested in seeing them. Kind of like that Ryan guy from Seattle when they went to Seattle. And then he ended up being on, who was it, uh, Michelle's season, Katie's season. I forgot already which season he was on. But that's what I mean. Like, I thought, OK, well, this makes sense, even though he's still only giving a rose to somebody that he's known for a couple hours on stage. He still might be interested and, and take them out. Then when it came back, it was just using all former bachelor guys and they were using the same bachelor guy in multiple cities. So, yeah, it's not like he had to go out with them because he was literally giving roses. If he happened to be the the lead for five or six shows, he was giving roses to five or six different different women in different cities, we didn't expect him to go on dates with them. So it made a little more sense in the original version, but this version just seems kind of pointless. I don't really understand it. So, But, hey, not going to deter anybody from going. If you want to go see the uh, Bachelor Live on stage, just go to bachelorliveonstage.com and get your tickets if you're in the Arizona area in the month of April. I wanted to end with this story because this is something I've teased, I think three different times on daily roundup, but never got around to it. Did you see this Jessica Simpson story where she has come out and said in an interview that after her marriage to Nick Lachey, after she got divorced, but before she met her current husband, Eric Johnson, she was having an affair with an unnamed movie star. And basically, obviously she will not name them, but, she grew up thinking they were so hot. They did something together one time. She said, he eyeballed me up and down. He was undressing me with his eyes. She wrote this in an Amazon essay that was published on uh, February 1st, by the way. She said there was something very sexy and enticing about all of it, but there was also something demeaning about it. I felt like a call girl. I didn't care if he was my teenage fantasy come to life. This was a, not a choice that same girl my younger self would be proud of. And then she said that her husband, Eric Johnson, knows all about it, which I'm, I'm, I, I don't doubt. However, when Jessica Simpson says something like this, that's fairly big. Now everyone and their mother is trying to guess who this is. And I haven't even seen any guests out there because the only thing I've seen is when the story appears on Us Weekly's website. I'm sure if I did a deeper dive... There are probably things out there that have speculated names and whatnot. And it's just interesting for her to throw this out there. Is it surprising that she was with somebody uh, having an affair with a married man in Hollywood? No, not at all. I guess I'm a little surprised that she came out and admitted this now. She didn't need to, but especially if she isn't going to throw his name out there. But I also think that it's not the least bit surprising, especially someone who after her divorce from Nick Cage, was about as popular as a single woman as you could find on the market in Hollywood. Like everybody was interested in Jessica Simpson back then and be interesting if it ever gets out. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I'm mean, Like I said, I'm sure there's rumors out there. I'm sure Moy has uh, the person figured out already, but. I don't know if we're ever going to get the exact answer unless the guy comes out and says it, but I doubt he will because sounds like he's married. So kind of a story that's interesting, but again, we're going to be frustrated because we're probably never truly going to get the right answer. We could have guesses of who we think it might be based on timelines and this and this, and she was seen at this event between her divorce to Nick and her meeting Eric, who knows but she admitted it did happen so it's not like we're making something up she's the one who came out and said it and told everybody yeah i had an affair with somebody who i had when i was younger i had a crush on so be interesting to see if this ever gets out anyway thank you all for tuning in i really appreciate it please rate subscribe and review in an apple podcasts much appreciated once again coming out for love the premiere episode is coming out tomorrow, but that's only if you're allowed to join online live at 3 p.m. Eastern time. If you can't, that's okay. The first episode will be replayed and repeated on Saturday, and then once it's up on Saturday, it's there forever. You can watch it whenever you want, and you'll get a new episode every Saturday for the next four months. I'm really excited for you guys to check out this show, especially any of you, uh, those of you who are in the LGBTQ community, I think it's a really good representation of your community and Nicole Kahn, my guest on the podcast last week, did such a great job on this and I think really understood the nuances of what she needed to do for a reality dating show. It's not exploitative. It is not something like you would see on MTV. Very, very real, very, very way more emotionally real. Um, These contestants these women are from all walks of life, like I said, all different shapes and sizes. It is not your typical reality show contestant. So if you're interested, check it out. You go to comingoutforlove.com, click the watch in the upper right-hand corner in on the website, and then click whatever bundle you want to use. $19.99 is the one where you get six months of access, which will cover you watching this whole show, and then just type in my code Reality Steve, and get 15% off that. Really appreciate it if you would do that because Nicole was such a good guest and she wants to do more of these seasons and it certainly helps if people buy and watch this season thank you once again for, for tuning in really appreciate it and we'll be back tomorrow with yet another Daily Roundup so until then, I'm Reality Steve thank you for tuning in, talk to you tomorrow see ya!